Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Back on Visa's primetime action, hour number three. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Avari, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, Pete Alonzo is just destroying the baseball. He hit one 512. I think that's his long right now. Uh, he has taken a, a timeout exactly halfway through his original three minutes, uh, and he's got 13 on the board right now. Uh, Pete Alonzo paired against Salvador Perez. So Perez yet to, uh, yet to bat it is watching this display. By the way, Kelly, you were pointing out that the timeouts taken have been really well used thus far, which I think is another good point about this. Yeah, I mean, we saw it with who Mancini and Gallo already, right? And then I mean, Mancini with the pace he was going with after he took the timeout was really, really noticeable. He was just moving faster than the rest of these guys. He had two homers through almost a minute, then took the timeout. I was like, okay, I got to regroup here. And then just started blasting them. So I still feel like I've been more critical of the pitching than anything else so far, which is a little <laughs> odd in a home run derby. But yeah, the, the, uh, Alonzo's got his guy just needed to get in the groove. That he was all he needed. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's throwing like the perfect, the yeah. perfect home run derby pitch right now. He has a five twelve and a five fourteen. Oh, what's this one? I don't know. Uh, everyone he hits seems to go north north of five. Uh, five fourteen. I, I'm gonna need five nineteen, Pete. If you could get that done here real quick, that might be it. Every time he launches one, you're like, "How? Where is this gonna land?" Oh yeah, you got. He did have a five fourteen now. What is that one? It's just unbelievable. I feel like nobody's beating Pete Alonso now after watching this. Um, and Shohei hasn't even been hit yet. 
By the way, Alonzo with uh, 17 now with a minute left. So he's on pace really at this point to eclipse everybody in the allotted normal time before he even gets to the bonus time. Pete Alonzo. Oh, good catch out there, kid. There you go. The defending champion in this. And he just roped that one, too. 514, still his high mark. Who was it that had that 518 earlier? Oh, there's another rocket ship. Good Story Lord. had the 518. Yeah. Story had the 518. Um, we'll see. Like how Alonzo doesn't even look like he's getting tired at all. 21 now with 30 seconds left. But like you said, he he <laughs> unfortunately just... went first. Yes. So he's is still going to have to hit in his in his uh, extra time where he might not even need half of these. If you're Salvador Perez watching this, you're like, um, Okay. You're like, I'm going to lose. No, you're right. That's an excellent point about it, that he gets to go first. Because if he, yeah, I mean, who knows? He might have stopped by now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got 24. Make it 25 here as he rounds out the final time. Listen, (laughs) guys. We know now. We have got to start handicapping the pitcher because this guy got in the groove and then he just put every single one of them right down. Oh, coach Youst here. Yeah. I think that was his name. I saw again. He was the only of the favorites in the, in the opening round brackets that I had. And, uh, at 25 with an extra minute to go, I'm feeling pretty good about that call as well. Three pitches in, we were like, Oh, his pitcher's going to kill him. And then he found that groove Mm -hmm. and boy, let me tell you just right in the wheelhouse every single time. It's a beautiful thing. Danielle, what do you have here? You have you you have Trevor Story like we do. Yes. Uh, and then I also have Juan Soto over Otani. Juan the Soto over Otani. Yes. We all yeah, a few of us have that too for the uh for the matchup coming up. But what a display from Pete Alonso. And we're all on that except for Matt. We need we need the Otani upset. Yeah. Have we resumed here? We sure I can't even tell if we're doing replay. <laughs> Maybe Jeez. Uh yeah, that was a replay on that. Uh, so this is exciting. We'll uh, we'll watch this through the night again. Uh, I'm I'm now at this point. I'm trying to go for the clean sheet. I'm getting uh, frisky about it. Um, so far two and zero, and and Alonzo well on his way to making it three and zero. And and Alonzo, as loose as could be, we're gonna assume there's music. What or, was the number for a round, Kelly? You said oh, it's twenty four and a half. Twenty four so, and so, a half. It's, it's over. over. Yeah, it's so over. Dead. It's over in his uh, initial allotted time, and he picks up where he left off. Did he oppo? Yeah, oppoed one. Yeah, he just oppoed that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why did anybody take Alonzo? Uh, every anyone else besides Alonzo in this? Yeah, he just Good oppoed God. that one. Coach Yaus just just right down the middle every time. What was the what is how did Josh Hamilton do? What was the most he had? We got to check home oh, run derby yeah. history. See what Alonzo's doing. Pull the records because every swing seems to leave the yard. Uh, he just hit his thirtieth. I'm pretty sure. Uh, with 30 seconds left in his extra time. Pete, you don't have to spend them all here, by the way. Here, yeah, yeah, carry yeah. some with you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, these, you could use a, oh, he finally got popped up by his pitch, by his, uh, his pitcher, and it still went out. Good Lord. Um, okay, we can watch that forever. Uh, a reminder here, though, right here from the South Point, it is Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. Pete Alonzo ends up with, and let's see if they give him one more pitch. No, nope, that's good. 35, is that what he ended up with? 35 from Pete Alonzo. Bang. Pretty, pretty good. If you're Salvador Perez, what do you even bother doing right now? His average home run was 454 in that. I'd take a beer out there with me and just swing out him one handed or something. <laughs> no, go, just go lefty. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah, just do it off. Yeah. Just go lefty. Well, Sal Perez, you had the wrong bracket. Sorry about that, buddy.
Uh, we'll see, though, what Perez can put up. Uh, let's shift to basketball. Let's talk NBA Finals. Let's bring him in. He's the senior NBA analyst for the Vegas Stats and Information Network, also the host of his own basketball podcast entitled Hardwood Handicappers from his home studio. It's Jonathan Von Tobel. How you doing, JVT? I'm good. I'm glad you've called this a home studio and not just the corner of my room in my apartment. You are very welcome, sir. Only only the best descriptions possible. Uh, let's start with the MVP before we get to the series itself, because we were just talking about this. Um, a, have we gotten to the point where it's if the Suns wins, if the Suns win, it's absolutely Chris Paul. If the Bucks win, it's absolutely Giannis. That's question one. And then two, do you leave open the possibility, JVT, that if the Suns say one in seven games, mm-hmm. And Chris Paul doesn't have another spectacular game, but Giannis keeps putting up 40-point double-doubles that this could actually go to Giannis even in a losing effort. So to answer the first, I would, I'm pretty safe. I feel pretty comfortable in saying yes, right? Like if we, the odds reflect that, I guess there's a chance that Devin Booker with his skill set goes nuclear, right? And, you know, torches the Bucks for like two or three consecutive games. So I just don't know if that's in the cards. You know, if you go back to game two of the Western Conference Finals when he broke his nose, he's shooting 37% from the floor, 31% from three. It just hasn't been there for Booker. So I would say, you know, as this moves along, yeah, you know, if a team A, if Suns win, Chris Paul's award. If Bucks win, then it's Giannis's award. But and the tough part is, I think to answer your second question, he should absolutely have an opportunity to win that award, right? Especially you look, he's scored over 180 points in five games against the Phoenix Suns at this point. If you include the regular season, they have no answer for him. So it's very likely that he ends this series averaging, let's say about 35, 34 points per game. And if they go to seven and lose a close one, I think he should very much win that award because he would be the best player on the court. But we have a long and storied history of awards in every single championship game if they're given out to an MVP of any sort it just goes to the best player on the best uh, on the winning team right the biggest case for that is the year that LeBron James led the Warriors and Cavaliers in every statistical category but lost out the finals MVP to Andre Iguodala because they lost the series so I, I would I want to say Gil that voters have gotten smarter and they should be able to look at the nuance in a situation like that and think that Giannis is still deserving of the award if that's the situation that unfolds we have a long history that tells us that's not going to be the case so when you take a look at what happened last night, JVT, I mean, it, I, I was talking about it a little bit earlier. It seemed like, you know, uh, kind of the the double worst case scenario with Aiton getting in foul trouble and then Booker yep. just having a completely terrible night. Um, that being said, you know, look, we don't expect Aiton to get in foul trouble again, but we've seen Booker have just horrible, horrible shooting nights. I mean, basically throughout the entire playoffs. I mean, yeah, he was getting to the line and that kind of inflated some of his point totals and whatnot. But, you know, obviously Giannis ends up shooting more free throws than the whole Suns team does last night. And so, like, if if you're if your game basically is predicated on just getting to the line, which just seems like what Booker's is right now, I, I put it this way. I thought the I still think the Suns are the better team. I still think the Suns win this thing. That being said, there is something to be worried about here for sure, because if Booker goes out and has a, you know, a game or two again, like he had last night, they are going to be in massive trouble, right? Yeah. I mean, it, they're not comfortable. That's for sure. Right. Like, and you mentioned the free throws, you know, that was game one, right? Game one, he actually still shoots right. I think it was right under 40%. I think he was eight to 21 from the floor, uh, but he goes uh, 10 of 10 from the free throw line to kind of pad those numbers. You know, I was talking about this uh, yesterday where it's like, you know, if you look at games one and three in the series, Devin Booker has not been playing well, Matt. And, you know, that was kind of my case when you looked at the finals MVP odds. For some reason, he was ahead of DeAndre Ayton, who's averaging a double-double on 60% shooting. It's a little weird. But to your point, like, you know, there is some worry there. Now, I do think 
that the Suns are so good at hunting mismatches wherever they find them that they kind of offset the loss to, you know, for lack of a better term, of Devin Booker, right? You go back to the first half of yesterday, for example, where they get off to the first, the good start, specifically the first quarter. You know, this the Bucks came out. They were switching everything. So what were they doing? All right, let's get DeAndre Ayton involved. You know, you're going to get Drew Holiday on you. We're going to give you the ball. If you're going to get smaller defenders like Pat Connaughton on you, you're going to get the ball. And so I, Monty Williams has done such a good job, and you have a veteran point guard like Chris Paul. I have enough faith that even if Devin Booker is going to continue to struggle to a certain extent, the Suns are going to do such a good job of finding the weak point of the defense that they're facing that they can kind of offset that. But I would say that if they're going to win this series, you do need at least an efficient night from Devin Booker, right? Like you don't need specifically game two where he's seven to 12 from three point range and he's just hitting dagger after dagger. But, you know, give me like a 45, 46% shooting game from the floor where you're scoring about 23, 24 points, just an efficient, solid game. And I think they're going to need that from him at some point. So I would say, like, I'm still with you, right? I picked the Suns in six. The first three games still feel relatively comfortable in that prediction. Uh, But as this goes on and Devin Booker continues to struggle, you're kind of like pulling the collar a little bit. Like, all right, man, like, let's kind of get this going a little bit here. You're kind of worrying us. JBT, uh, game four Wednesday, and by the way, again, the extra day of rest, kind of taking the wind out of the sails uh, of this NBA Finals. But Milwaukee's favored by four, four and a half, somewhere in that pocket right now. The total, once again, I mean, this has been pretty calibrated, right? It's 220, Mm -hmm. uh, 220 and a half. Is there anything that you feel definitively about in terms of the total itself, or is that exactly where it ought to be, and you're basically flipping a coin at this point with that? You know, I think there's an argument to make, Gil, that we, we should probably, like the 222, 222 and a half there that we saw in game three, I think that should probably be where it is. Look, I think if you've seen through these first three games, right, you know, two games specifically for the Suns, and then, of course, this is the third game for the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, I've been pretty consistent on this. These are two offenses that bother the other defense, right? The Suns clearly have no answer for Giannis Antetokounmpo, and if you're going to get a relatively decent shooting night from the ancillary pieces around Giannis, this is a very effective offense for the Milwaukee Bucks. And the one thing that we saw in game three that they hadn't really exploited a lot in games one and two, their transition offense was incredible against Phoenix in game three. If you look at some of the numbers on cleaning the glass, frequency of transition attempts or, you know, possessions that started with a transition play, 20.5% compared to under 15% in games one and two. If you look at the efficiency, it was up as well. So, and remember in the regular season, the Phoenix Suns were the worst transition defense in the NBA. So I would expect that to continue in terms of fast break offense for the Milwaukee Bucks. And on the other side, like I mentioned, look, the Suns team hunts mismatches better than anybody else. If they're going to switch a whole lot, DeAndre Aiden's going to get involved. If he's not in foul trouble, he's going to have some really big games. If they're going to play drop coverage, that works to Chris Paul and Devin Booker's strength. So I think these two teams do enough that you're going to see some of these higher scoring games. We can even go back to game three. Like if the Suns do any part, right, in terms of their offense, that game's going over the total. And still we had to think it was a Cam Johnson three that clanked off the rim that would have pushed that over. So I still think like, you know, I think betting this over would probably be the way I would go. I, I think 222 and a half, like that's the range where this total should probably be set for these games. So when we take it like, you know, Aiton with the foul trouble, look back through the course of the season, guy only fouled mm-hmm. out, I think, two or, two or three games, something all season long, doesn't really two typically times, yep. find himself in foul trouble. So, I mean, that you know, only plays 24 minutes this game because of that, and, you know, Giannis goes, goes, goes crazy. I was saying, though, to give Giannis credit, now he was over two from three, I think he should quit shooting threes, but that's neither here nor there. The one thing he has been doing is just, uh, just you know, relentlessly attacking the rim. And one of the things the Suns don't do really – ever is, is, is attack the rim. Is there any, do you think there's any way at all that Aiton should be kind of trying to, uh, for lack of a better term, 
try and get Giannis to, to draw in some fouls, maybe put that in the back of his head, maybe, you know, just a little bit more pressure on him, something like that, something to kind of try to slow this Giannis train down because, again, they, they seem to have no answer for him whatsoever. You mentioned even during the regular season they had no answer for him. Yeah, I, I think the problem, though, Matt, is like, right, like, so if we're talking about getting guys in foul trouble, generally, when you're getting a guy in foul trouble, you're creating your own shot, right? Like, you're, you're able to attack the guy yourself and get him into trouble. If, if you look at what Aiton has done from an offensive standpoint throughout this season and throughout this postseason, right, it's been assisted buckets. It's been finishes at the rim. It's been runs in transition. It's been pick and roll lobs. It's been those sort of things. And I think that's kind of the worry in terms of how do you get him in foul trouble if you're Aiton? Because I don't think, you know, We've all watched this pretty closely. I don't think any of us really be comfortable with, all right, let's bounce it down low to eight and let's see what he can do on the low post because that's where you can start to work yourself and get some, you know, get some guys in foul trouble, namely Giannis. And I just don't know if he's got that game entirely himself, right? And I think that's kind of the problem with that strategy. I think it falls now uh, to two guys who you kind of mentioned there don't really do that, right? That's Chris Paul, that's Devin Booker. You know, you get bigs in trouble or you get rim defenders in trouble by attacking consistently off of the bounce. And the Suns just don't have many of those guys, right? We can look across the board, uh, whether it is Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, any of these guys. They're just not rim runners. And so that's where I think you get to the weakness of the Phoenix Suns. You know, it was one of the notes that I put in the pre in the uh, pre-series write-up was that if you looked at this as a whole, the one thing that was going to work for Milwaukee was they were an elite rim defense and they face a team that just doesn't take any shots at the rim whatsoever. And that was going to help on the nights like we saw yesterday where the shooting just gets cold and, and you don't have any other form of generating your offense. So I think it's a, I would agree with the sentiment. It's just not part of Aiton's game. And I think that's going to be a problem for them because you're not going to see them getting foul trouble unless they're getting a friendly whistle like they were in game two. Let's go past game four Wednesday, John, because, you know, look, uh, Milwaukee, it's, it's really a proverbial must-win situation. Still, otherwise, Phoenix with a chance to win it in five. But eventually, Milwaukee will, if they're to win this series, they will have to win a game away on Phoenix's home court. Give me the, give me the game script. Uh, what would have to happen for that to happen? Like, how would you see that particular game going in either in a game five or a game seven where it all just goes Milwaukee's way? What are the elements of that victory? I think at the top of that list, right, is you're looking in the backcourt of Drew Holiday, right? Like, we we all look at Chris Middleton, and Chris Middleton, for the most part, is the B. Uh, but Chris Middleton, for this postseason, has been a little bit more consistent than Drew Holiday. If they are winning a game on the road, whether it be game five or game seven, Drew Holiday's got to show up. He's got to be able to hit threes. Uh, he himself, you know, we talk about attacking the rim. He himself has to be a legitimate rim threat. You know, if you look at the regular season, Gil, he attempted 35% of his attempts within four feet of the basket. That has fallen off at a great margin here in this postseason. He's been much more of a jump shooter in this postseason. And it's great that he goes 5 of 10 from three-point range yesterday, but that's not something you can rely on as you move forward. So Drew Holiday, I think, is at the top of my list for me in terms of being more aggressive, getting to the line, and getting to the rim. And I think that's where you begin. And from there, then you start to do what you've been doing with Giannis Antetokounmpo. You use him as a screener much more. We saw that right yesterday. There was a lot of screens for Giannis, screen and rolls, hard rolls to the basket, finishes, passing out of that when guys crash on him. And then you go from there to looking at the ancillary pieces, right? Chris Middleton does have to be consistent. Pat Connaughton hitting those corner threes, which he has a tendency to get really hot or really cold. That has to happen as well. And then you get quality minutes from the other guys like a Bobby Portis type. And in those really slim Jeff Teague minutes, you just got to get not a night from Jeff Teague. But I think really for me, 
the linchpin is Drew Holiday because Holiday has just not been consistent. And we have seen the difference, right? When Drew Holiday's on, this team looks really good. Like we saw what happened yesterday. We saw it was game five of the Eastern Conference Finals uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. When Drew Holiday is playing very well, it just opens the floor for Giannis. All of a sudden, you can't build the wall, right? You can't put three guys in front of him. It just helps Milwaukee so much. So I think that's where you have to start is it's the shooting, the scoring, and the consistency of Drew Holiday, and everything goes from there. Because you know what you're going to get from Giannis against this defense. I think it's pretty clear. JVT, I leave you with this. Uh, would you have preferred a longer break between the conference finals and the finals itself so then we could do the finals more rapidly or this version where they went kind of right into the finals, but we have these interminable breaks in between games? Yeah, I think I'd rather have the break between the series, right? Like you said, it's kind of weird. We're not changing venues, and yet we're getting two days off in between. It just kind of breaks up the momentum. And it breaks up the momentum for a series that I think if you just you know licked your finger and tested the wind, a lot of people weren't really excited about to begin with, right? So I think I'd rather have the break between the series as opposed to what we're doing right now. All right. Well, at least we get a game on Wednesday, game yeah. four. We look forward to that. Thank you, JVT. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me as always, guys. At me, JVT, is where you can follow Jonathan Bontobel on Twitter. By the way, poor Salvador Perez. Gil. He hit him Gil. 28. Gil. Oh. Also, uh, it's the format that killed him. Soto might not uh, might not get home for you in the long run, but he just got another one home for you. He hit a 520-footer. Yep. You're in. You're in. So he might not get home in the matchup, but he at least got home on the home run there. Gil. A 520-footer <laughs> for him. And as Gil mentioned, this is a – it's brutal for Salvador. I mean, like 28 is likely to be yes. the second biggest number. And and he just happened to run into the buzzsaw that is Pete Alonso. Soto is spraying these home runs all over the park. This has been spreading the wealth for sure. Yeah. Like I said earlier, uh, Soto saying, you know, hey, you worried this is going to mess up your swing. He says it might mess up the guys that are locked in. This might fix mine. Because all I'm doing is hitting ground balls he's these days. He's pulled them. He's pulled them out the left. He sent them to center. He's what's put so, them all over. What's so interesting about his his the the ball coming off his bat is that everybody else you can tell when they're out and on. Soto sometimes you're like, oh, that's a pop up, and it's like you know in the in the upper deck. You're like, right. well, how did that happen? Uh, he's at 14 with about 50 seconds left, but he'll have some bonus time as well, I believe. Uh, he so should get he, like three more minutes for hitting a 520 footer. Yeah, he's like, just, should just be, that should he, be. He's just, you know, but Salvador Perez, a victim of the format. Again, had this been the old format where the top four guys go in, he'd already be in to the second round. But as a result of the brackets and Pete Alonso's Herculean performance of 35, sorry for the 1% of DraftKings betters that had uh, Sal Perez <laughs> winning this thing. Minimally a bad, I mean, it's kind of a bad beat. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's kind of a bad beat. Yeah. Soto ended up picking this up pretty good at the end. Uh, and by the way, it's not the end, right? So that one that just came off his bat, that's a pop-up, right? Nope, it's out. It <laughs> just, just gets it over just the wall. Just gets it too. over the wall, and then he hits a ground ball. Make the catch, kids. Come on. Oh, no, he couldn't make the catch. <laughs> All right. So I eight, was just waiting for that kid to fall over, and he didn't do it. 18 for Juan Soto as he uh, he gets a bonus. He awaits his bonus time. So he'll, uh, before all is said and done, he'll put up put up a pretty good Show number for sure. with sh- the golf clap. Very <laughs> 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 polite. Not impressed. Shohei, very polite. A polite. Oh, it's yeah. cute, that 18 that you just hit. Oh, yes. Very Let's see if you can add some more. Uh, we'll see what Juan Soto ends up with. And then Shohei takes his hacks. Although with Shohei, it's not really hacks. It's just a beautiful thing. Beautiful left-handed swing. Uh, we'll come back. 
don't even care if I win the other two <laughs> at this point. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's been a go. boon. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. Coming back on Beeson's Primetime Action Home Run Derby Night. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
Back on VEASAN's primetime action from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. Uh, Juan Soto ends up putting up a 22. So he only gets three home runs in his extra time. So 22 is what Shohei Otani is going to have to beat. Now, this will be interesting because this could be the first time tonight where we see a guy get there early enough where he can just quit in the middle of it. And, or And we're going back to the Salvador Perez, just the... Un, unfavorable draw to uh, go against Alonso. Brutal. I mean, brutal. 28. He would be just cruising. He hit 10 of the last 12 out. Salvador <laughs> oh. Perez. This show has relaxed as ever. By the way, uh, they're putting up live lines now for like the Mancini story semifinal, and it's almost a coin flip. I'm seeing Mancini just as a small favorite, minus 115. Trevor Story about minus 107 coming back, but books are starting to put those up real quick. So, Otani, what is Otani redirecting his pitcher where he wants him? Okay. He understands the value here. He understands. He needs a, need a solid pitcher. Uh, while, we t- while we watch Shohei do his thing, we should probably update our one and done in golf. That didn't go very well for me this weekend. What we got here, Kelly? Oh, there's a big old zero for me. Brian Harmon did not make the cut. The winner this week is Matt Brown with Maverick McNeely. Nice job there, Matt. Who? Who shot even on Sunday. <laughs> Oh, I, I think Aaron Wise shot like three over par. So uh, that was he was one stroke back heading into Sunday, and I'm like, oh, let's pick up a win here, you know? Let's pick up a win. Not only for the one and done, I had him in a I had a ticket on him as well. Everyone goes out and shoots three, four, five, six under, even par. Oh, worst golf tournament of the year for me, uh, probably by far. Wasn't really. I mean, really, what what was helpful was it's probably like last week. I bet about a third on it as what I would normally do on the uh, golf tournament. So yeah, Hank. Liotta was the only one who got home for me on any uh, any tickets, Matt, uh, a.k.a. Ray Liotta from a Ray couple Liotta. weeks ago. But, yeah. Um, Otani has not hit any out in 30 seconds. Aaron, Aaron Wise, I'm well, pretty sure. That's a good sure, start for us. I'm pretty sure Aaron Wise made about the least amount of money you can make in a tournament once oh, you've made the frustrated. cut. What was that, Daniel? He's what? frustrated. <laughs> Shohei Otani, who leads the major leagues, obviously, in home runs with 33 at the All-Star break. That's and then you start to press. That is, is finally so much pressure. First. You know, you can't, can't handle the pressure. Uh, he's got one a minute into this. It's not the pace you'd like one. to see. One. Oh, our Juan Soto's looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. It's t- time for that timeout, I think, Shohei. Shohei, use that timeout, buddy. I don't want you to embarrass yourself here. Not that he could ever be embarrassed. He's awesome. Honestly, this is kind Juan's of fun pretending for like me. he's not one. I got to admit, this is <laughs> yeah, kind of was fun that for from me. Soto, yeah. Juan's like, I don't. I'm embarrassed for him. Oh. This is uh, this is. Oh, oh give him a foul pole. That's a foul pole homer right there for a second, and now all of a sudden he cranks out another. We shouldn't get too cocky about this because here he's, comes Shohei. Is he going to be the first one to not get the bonus? He could be. By the way, you hear screaming out of yeah. the sports book. People are like <laughs> urging him on. But why? Why? Danielle makes a good point. Why hasn't he used this timeout? Shohei's like, I don't need a timeout. There is his timeout. 140 in. So 120 left. Uh, he's got five. There is one guy out in the sports book. I don't even think it's a crowd. I think it's one guy that we're hearing. Yeah. <laughs> the only guy that bet the short shot. Like, everybody else yeah. is like, everyone's betting long shots. Like, he's the only guy to bet the short shot. You have a plus 150 ticket on you. Come on. <laughs> he did get a bonus, though. Shohei did there. He managed to get a bonus. So he will, uh, he'll have extra time. Shohei's smiling with his hands on his knees like, this is harder than I think. That's my translation. Uh, so back to the golf, by the way, for a second. So, Matt, you you take the week. But, again, just an incremental gain on Kelly, who with $4.8 million in one-and-done wins, 
uh, one and done winnings, I should say. And by the way, for those who are new to this, this is about as equivalent to a NFL survivor pool as it gets. We pick a golfer every week, then we are not allowed to use that golfer again the rest of the calendar year. And based on a Siwoo Kim outright earlier this year, Kelly in the driver's seat because we're uh, the golfer picked places in a specific tournament, in that respective tournament, and uh, whatever that golfer's purse is, that's how we tally up the score. So Kelly had a big payday that one day, and that has uh, ruled the roost here for most of the calendar year. One more major to come, though, obviously, later this week, the Open Championship. We'll ratchet up that talk tomorrow. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be getting into that, hopefully make up a little bit of ground here in this, and maybe we can get us uh, back in the winner's circle here with one of these, Kelly. Cause yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, it hadn't been that long. I need, I need it feels to, like it's been. Uh, it's been a while for me. Speak for yourself. <laughs> the players was my last win, and uh, Joaquin Neiman just just teasing me the last week. So I, I'm ready for one, man. I'm ready for a nice one. Danielle, I'm looking over at you. That you, you are reflecting my exact feeling here. I'm like, Otani, don't do this. Don't come back. Oh, I want him to do it. I have Juan Soto in this matchup. No, no. <laughs> right, yeah. You do have Juan Soto. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You're so saying Tani, stop hitting home it. runs, Shohei. Yeah. Stop hitting home runs, Shohei. Shohei down to his last 20 seconds. He's got 11, but he does have extra time. Soto didn't put up the fattest number, 22. So this could be a little closer yeah, than we tight. might have thought. Um, stop it, Shohei. He's got 12 with 10 seconds left. We'll come back. We'll see how this wraps up. Rope. Get me another. Right here on Beeson's Prime Time Action. He's going to end with four straight. Subscriber exclusive this Tuesday. Long Shots host Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds will be answering your golf betting questions live just in time for the British Open. They'll be live Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific for a subscriber-only Q&A session. Subscribers will have access to watch live and ask questions, or you can email questions ahead of time to questions at vcin.com. Watch for the link in your subscriber email and join Brady and Wes for all the golf betting insights this Tuesday. Gil. All right, Danielle, we got a situation. So 22-22, Shohei came back to tie Juan Soto. So we have a tiebreaker. The first tiebreaker is a one-minute swing-off, basically. Each, each guy will get one minute, did as many homers as possible. If they remain tied after that, then it's a three-swing. I guess that's the true swing-off. They'll get three swings at it. But right now it's a minute each. And you got to figure Juan Soto has an advantage because he's got the rest here, I would think. Though I'm not going to say anybody has an advantage over Shohei because he's magic. Yeah, he got he got hot too after those yeah. struggles early. He and, picked it up. And remember, Juan Soto only hit three homers in that extra minute that he had. So let's go, Juani. Let's get it done. Listen, these are this is something we'll we'll put this up here. But I mean, the accuracy of your pitcher is yes. so because Otani was coming down to the to the wire there at the end. Three consecutive pitches were like up and in on him. There was just zero chance he was ever going to hit him out. And three wasted swings, and then he ends up tying. And, you know, whenever you see uh, the 35 total from Pete Alonzo and you see the uh, the spray chart here of where the pitches were, Look were coming that. in. Yeah. Just right down the gut. I mean, just <laughs> that is how you – that's how you hit 37 homers in a home run derby right there. Yeah. Juan Soto is uh, going to have to finish here with the flourish, and he kind of is. Killing me, Soto. Come uh, on, pick he's, he's hit a whole bunch out late here. So after hitting just one 
throughout most Oppo? of this minute. Juan Soto finishes with a flourish, and he ends Oppo. up he ends up with twenty eight. So pretty good ultimately for yeah. Juan Soto, which lo- it looked like we were done. Yeah, we're toast. But then he found his rhythm. So. Six is the number for the tie, seven for the win for Otani. He's got a minute to do this. And by the way, that was the exact situation he was just in 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 the regulation time, if you will. He needed six to tie and seven to win. He ended up with six. So 60 seconds now for Shohei, the uh, short shot on the field. That Pete Alonzo was, uh, (laughs) the pitching chart is just a thing of beauty. Look at that. Fantastic. Now Shohei, with, with less rest here, Obviously, uh, since he was the second to go, and he's got that uh, Shohei's got that expression on his face where he's like, "This is so easy for me," but yet you can tell he's a little winded. Everybody wearing the forty-four uh, today, tribute to Hank Aaron. Japanese flags out in the outfield there at Coors. What do we, what do we think if we were, again, your your whole truth serum, Gil? Yeah, Major League Baseball, ESPN, all of them. How much do they want him oh, to win right here? So, oh, so badly. <laughs> like, so badly. Which is kind of a disservice because Juan Soto might be the best player in baseball, to be honest with you, too. So there, there's a school for that as well. They were, they were probably cringing, though, at Otani's beginning when he was really struggling <laughs> right at the beginning of his round. All right, here it is. We're supposed to go, by the way, and do NL West odds, but this is nope. not nearly as interesting yeah, as this right now. Um, I'm already a huge fan of this format. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I love it. This Me is too. already I love it. because I didn't. I'll admit I didn't. The last few home runs, I didn't. Kid didn't care about those things. Yeah, all that much. Otani puts his first one out. 15 yeah, seconds he in. This pitcher to knock it off. Oh, and there's yeah. a second one real quick. Uh, Otani at uh, 24. Man, that one is annihilated. Make it 25. Oh, it's We're that toast. one is annihilated. Yeah. Hit the wall. No, it got over. No, it hit the wall. Did it? 25, now you get 26 now for Shohei. He's two more to tie, and he's got 20 seconds. There's 27. That ties it. There's 28, and he's got 15 seconds to mess around. He hits a ground ball. 13 seconds, 12 seconds. Is that it? There is the winner. Oh, no. No, no. There's a pop up. He pops it up. Five seconds, four. Three oh, popped no. him up. That's got to be. He's going to get right? one more pitch. It's after the buzzer, but they're going to count it. They're going to count it. They're going to let that go, and we're no oh, off the wall. Off the wall again. So we are going to a second tiebreaker. What, wait, what happened? The second, the last it's one three didn't swings. get over. No, it hit the wall. Okay, it's three swings. Three swings per batter. And it's got intense. This is awesome. Real quick. Otani and Way Soto. Format. This is awesome. Way better. Oh my goodness! Ken Griffey Jr. getting a laugh at it. Um. <laughs> Here's my quick handicap. In a three a three swing swing off. Yeah. Otani's been really bad at the beginning of these so far. Well, so has Soto to some extent, but okay. not as bad as Otani, you're right. Uh a three now <laughs> what an odd amount of pressure. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Fernando Tatis Jr. giving Juan Soto uh advice. Um I don't know what that advice I think it was, was like right a there. T-shirt cannon or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a three swing swing off. This is awesome. Wait, do they, they got to go like one and then the other, right? I don't, I don't think so. I think they probably go three at a time where they just could keep like wasting time. So, so, it's only, more so since, since this is not timed, yeah, they're going to need to be sure and not swing at a bad pitch. Oh, good point. That's correct. So some strategy is it? Yes. They're, they're just in swing mode right now. That's right. Three swings. 
Now, is there? A, what if there's a check swing? Is there going to be an ump out there? It's like, no, I'm sorry, you went around. <laughs> you went around. I, I've watched a thousand years of baseball. I still can't tell you what a check swing is. Oh man, this is awesome! And we, uh, the three of us, Matt, you're not in on this, but Danielle, Kelly, and I have Juan Soto in this bracket at north, north of two dollars. So uh, this is awesome. I thought we were drawing dead there at the end. Oh of that. yeah. All right, so uh, Soto will take his hacks first. Oh, man. This is exciting. Tension in the studio. We decided to oh, look, there you go. took one. You can wait for your pitch. Look at that. Sure, he took you can one. Wait for your pitch. There's his first swing, and uh, with Soto, you can never tell. Can't tell. And it's gone. 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 There we go, baby. One for one. Wow. I like that he wait. He took the first one. He's like, I don't like that one. I like, I like that one. Give me another meatball. Give me, a, give me a different one. <laughs> I, I'm, I really mean what I said about Soto. You can't tell. He's the one guy you can't tell you if really it goes. Can't. And he's again, he's got the left-handed pitcher. He's been spraying them all over the park. He takes another hack, and this one is way out. Two for two why for Juan he, Soto. Why that is he, an upper deck job. How long was that? He doesn't look happy about any of these, by the way, when he look hits at Shohei. Shohei's like, oh my. Not impressed. All right. So if Soto parks a third. And then Otani has to be perfect or else Soto gets the win and the advance and all of our bets will cash. Soto with the with the lefty versus lefty matchup. Whoa, he just threw it behind. <laughs> that got away <laughs> just a bit outside. Uh, behind him. Tatis and Guerrero just egging on Soto, who has played this brilliantly so far, waiting for his third pitch that he wants to take a crack at. Pitch. Oh, he didn't get that one, did he? Or did he? He's Juan Soto. You can never tell. Three for three. Gone. Three he for three. Three for three. Oh, let's go. The clean sheet continues. We think unless Shohei could go three for three himself, which is next on Decent's Primetime Action. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my there's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Gil, what a night. Look at that. Oh, what is this winter video? What is that music? Oh, that it didn't, nice. uh... It didn't get home while we were on the air, but yeah. Shohei Otani grounds out his first win. Yes. Game over. We should point that out. So not just a winner for me, a winner for Danielli, yep. a winner for young Kelly. Live um, odds minus 145, Pete Alonso, 450, Trevor Story, 6-1 uh, to one on Soto and 6-1 to one on Mancini. Um, I understand why Alonso is. It's 145. Oh, man. What, it, it, show it, the graphic again. It's right, chart. I know. This great, this amazing pitcher <laughs> just, just lobbing meatballs right down uh, right down the middle, a little high. Perfect. Look at that. Well, that's a beautiful thing. That's just. Oh. Boy, is a numbers game audience going to be mad at me when they find this out. Because I didn't Thanks get these. Thanks a lot for the plays, Gil. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Well, you should listen <laughs> Everybody to knows you've got to handicap the pitchers. It? <laughs> um. So yeah, so I, so the numbers right here. So Mancini and Story, that's actually flipped. Well, I know it hasn't flipped. Story is a minus one twenty six favorite. Uh, so it has flipped, I believe. I think Mancini was a minus one fifteen favorite when I first saw it. So Trevor Story taking money. He's up to minus one thirty. And then the other semi, Pete Alonso, who when I first saw it was minus two hundred. He's minus three thirty. Everybody playing oh the fatigue gosh. factor against Juan Soto now. What number are you see him at? I actually think I'd lay minus one forty. Um. It, they don't have that head-to-head listed yet. They have the um, they just have Alonzo oh, at minus yeah. one forty-five to win the whole thing. Hmm. After what he did in the first round, I, how can you? And and he's rested. Yeah, with this pitcher, rested. 
With I his, mean, come the on. greatest home run derby <laughs> yeah. pitcher I've ever seen. They're all rested, I suppose. Trey Mancini and Trevor Story the most. But, boy, Pete Alonzo with his <laughs> with his unbelievable pitch. Do we have the Bill 80 tweet on that? We should show that because uh, – there is a there's a story there, but look at that beautiful. We we often see spray charts on hitters, but look at those pitches. Right I mean, just down Broadway. That is just. You know what? With that guy, I'm going to up my one and a half home runs for me. <laughs> uh, with that guy, if he was my pitcher, look, you almost, one and a half. He she should almost go to Alonzo and say, "How did you not hit those three out?" <laughs> yeah, what's your yeah, problem? What's your problem, Alonzo? Alonzo, the defending champion on this. Well, this has proven to be quite the uh, evening. Let's get real quick before they resume this to the NL West odds we wanted to show because we obviously it's the most competitive, not the most competitive, but it's the most top-heavy division in baseball with three teams vying for the division lead and for a wild-card berth. The Giants, who have sustained the best record in baseball up till the All-Star break. A lot of people didn't say it was possible. When you were out uh, and, and Candy Adam Candy was in, Matt, uh, we did yes, no in the playoffs, and I had the Giants at 8-1 to one to make the playoffs. Uh, me and Isaiah Wrinkle against the world. We let the hate wash over us. Uh, Dodgers are still the favorite to win the division, though, minus 305, and perhaps that's justified. I'm not going to say it's not. Uh, they're still the team that's the most stacked. Um, but I, I asked Spore earlier about the Padres. Are they the team that might not make the postseason of the teams that everybody had conventional wisdom-wise making it? He sort of agreed with that, also talked about the Red Sox. But the Giants also plus 350. Uh, right now, along with the Padres, to win the division, but the the Dodgers clearly the justified favorites. Yeah, no, I, I and and I understand. I mean, and, and Paul made a pretty good point earlier. We were talking to him about is that we also kind of like we were talking about with the Yankees. We know Indos budget. Yeah, we'll do whatever is needed. Um, there are pieces to move as well in trades and things and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you you've got you've got what you need there. With this Dodgers team. I mean, the Padres, I think, are at least fairly interesting um, where they sit right now. And certainly that roster construction. Again, as we said, Salvador Perez with this 28, as we as we said, was the second most. Yeah. And he is, and he is going home. Going home. <laughs> Giants up two in this division, by the way, over the Dodgers. Up six on the Padres now. Up six on the Padres, who have a losing record on the road uh, to the All-Star break, 20 and 21. Rockies and Diamondbacks, not part of the conversation. Do you still... After, I mean, look, you still have to feel pretty good about your Giants here. Do you do you feel though that they have I, certainly? I think they're a wild run on the right side of it. Yeah, yeah, I think they're a wild card team. I do. I, I think they're, and that's a that's a team that uh, I listen. You always expect for those who are familiar with that organization and uh, and the management, you expected them to to always have a puncher's chance. What, of course, you could not have expected is the power surge of the Brandon Crawfords and the Buster Posey's of the mm-hmm. world. That just out of the blue. Um, but they are, they have a good, they good top of that order as well. And they did last year as well. People kind of slept on them last year, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I do think that they are a wild card team and I'm pretty confident about that, but a whole bunch of baseball still to be played. By the way, they're lamenting now with Salvador Perez. Sorry about the yeah, format, buddy. Seriously. <laughs> um, that sorry you were paired with Pete Alonzo. He got just the worst of it in every possible way. <laughs> he's, he's he's sitting there like, yeah, I hit I had twenty eight. Yeah, man, and he's he's the guy in your fantasy football league that scores the most points, but uh, ends up out of the playoffs. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The uh, I'm seeing some other tweets uh, for other sporting events going on. Team USA basketball just up the road. Uh-oh. Yes, lost to Nigeria over the weekend. Uh oh, down eighty eight to eighty three to Australia with twenty seconds remaining. Oh my. Goodness. 
Wow. Again, going into that game against Nigeria, they had been 54-2 in two in exhibition games since pros started playing in 1992. They were a 30-point favorite against Nigeria. 30. That was another thing that sort of, because of all the different things that were going on this weekend, Euro Cup 2020, Wimbledon, Gentlemen's and Ladies Finals, not in that order, by the way, Ladies and Gentlemen Finals, um, obviously NBA Finals Game 3, UFC 264 with Poirier McGregor, you, that just kind of was like this little thing, we're like, oh, by the way, guys, we're losing to Nigeria. Officially over, they lost 91 to 83. Olympics wow. are coming. They Those still the quick. favorite? Good Lord. Look, they're right down the road from us. Yeah. We need to go down there and have a pep yeah, talk. Let's with have a chat with <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys. Sit them all down. What's, and going, like, on? what's going on here? I couldn't believe I actually looked at ticket prices for that. Man, those are expensive. For like two, yo, they got games on like Tuesday nights here? Yeah, no. No. It's like almost 200 bucks. All right. The uh, the semis, if you will, or round two, whichever you want to call them, has, has begun with uh, Trevor Story taking his hacks now in his uh, semifinal against Trey Mancini of the Orioles. Trevor Story. The uh, the hometown favorite, if you will, perhaps in his last days in a Rockies uniform. Daniele, we have some uh, NBA props to get to here real quick before we yeah, go. Yeah, so some series props and Game 4 preview, obviously, here. So uh, something that you can still bet on here, the series price at minus 265 for the Suns. The Bucks, you're only getting plus 205 now. You can also bet the series correct score. So Suns to win 4-1, to one, plus 260. Suns to win 4-3. So in seven games there, plus 260. Suns to win in six, plus 340. And then also, if you think the Bucks are going to win you can bet that bucks to win in seven plus 450 and bucks to win in six plus 475 um i thought before this series started that over five and a half games at minus 137 we talked about it mm-hmm. on set was the best bet on the board uh bucks obviously need to win one more before that is a clincher any of these that danielle has just put out there any of these exact correct series outcomes interest you at all so like i said i i like the suns yeah so a four two four three. I mean, you know, you could bet both, and if you think, you know, you could bet both of those and still make money. Uh, if you bet, you know, the same same unit there, um, I think that's fairly interesting. Within the, you know, again, I like the Sun, so that mm-hmm. that is kind of, and I don't think that they're just going to. Now that seeing what I've seen, I don't think that they're just going to win out either. So yeah, four four two four three at plus three forty plus two sixty, is at least fairly interesting. Fairly interesting. Fairly. I don't, I don't think I'd, Not like you're racing to bet yeah. though. But it's fairly interesting. I'll just bring us back to where we were an, an hour ago. I bet if I was going to – I am very up in the air on this series now. I'll be, I'll be. I'll admit that. I liked the Bucks going into game three. I said, though, on Friday night on this show, I still liked the Suns in the series. I thought I, I learned even more yesterday than I thought I was going to about what the Bucks could potentially bounce back and look like in this series. So I can't play any of that, but I could not, not – if you're going to play the Bucks. I think you still. I would play Giannis MVP over the Bucks, even if it's the same price. I still. I, I think. I think if the case is real for if they could lose, they could lose, and he could still win that. So I would. I'd bet that over a series price. Yeah, and, and it's not like we're Johnny come lately to this. We said before the series, we said after Game One that if you are going to bet the Bucks, you might as well play Giannis at MVP. But now we would add. Just the one extra scenario that if it's seven in favor of the Suns, if the Suns win it in seven, there is a scenario where Giannis could actually bleed over into that outcome as well. And I think that's fair. Is it, it like you said, Matt, is it likely? Is, right. Are we saying it's absolutely going to happen? No. But if you, if you are ruling out that scenario, uh, you should ask yourself why it is that you can't break out of that construct. 
Because just because something hasn't happened since 1969 doesn't mean it can't. Mm, story struggling. Story struggling. Yeah, those home runs that he was getting in the uh, first 10 rows, yeah. he just hit one there. He's, he's not getting this time around. He already yeah. took his time out, too, right? No, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're toast. We're, Rip we're up we're the gonna, tickets. We're take gonna, take we're that gonna, Soto money and be happy. Yeah. There is a. Uh, <laughs> I'll t- I'll take the uh, the riches. You take your seven yeah. other wins. There's a uh, one of the one of the legal books here in the states actually is running live in round odds. In live so, in round. So in story round. is now plus one seventy, and Mancini's minus two eighty. Yeah, yeah. Story story's stuck on nine right now with thirty seconds left. So he's gonna have to go out with the flourish. Um, not quite. Oh, what a snag. What a <laughs> Show it off, kids. There Kelly, you go. Kelly, I like Kelly because he appreciates the plays in the outfield. Uh, plays in the outfield, one, the pitching. You know, it's a whole. it really is a whole game. One other thing we need to uh, bring up is since none of these are, are, are going very far, he's not going to get a bonus. Either. He does not have a bonus. That's right. And, and he is. He's gassed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trevor Story gets into double digits, but that's about all we can say. Ten. For Trevor Story, no extra time. And that's all Trey Mancini will have to beat. And so we could see Mancini eclipse that and just Mm -hmm. say, I'm good for the finals. 20 to 1 before. Before it even started. Trey Mancini was? Yes. Yeah. That I do not have. That I do not have. Here's Bill 80's tweet, by the way, uh, just for you guys, because we were gushing over Pete Alonzo's pitcher. It's legendary sports writer Bill Jouse's son, Dave, pitching to Alonzo for those who are in the know on that kind of thing. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate that. We appreciate the pitching. Oh, he does get 30 seconds bonus. It ain't over. The party's not over. He's got 30 more seconds coming up. We got to run, though. Tim Murray at Circa. The nightcap is next right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. 
Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.